It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. The Locked On MLB Fantasy Minute is presented by Prize Picks. Prize Picks is the most fun I've had playing daily fantasy baseball and winning up to 25 times my money. Download the app today and use the code Locked On MLB for a first deposit match up to $100. Exploring my skills on Prize Picks this season adds an extra layer of excitement to daily fantasy sports. With just a few taps, you can transform $10 into $1,000 if you've got the skills. Prize Picks is incredibly user friendly. I can make my selections and submit my entry in less than 60 seconds. As the host of Locked On Fantasy Baseball, here are some rock solid picks. Opt for Shoei Otani to have less than 38.5 home runs this season. Opt for Bobby Miller to have higher than 150.5 strikeouts this season. And for Bryce Harper to have higher than 97.5 ribbies this season. Download the app today and use the code LOCKEDONMLB for first deposit match up to $100. Again, download the app today. Use the code LOCKEDONMLB for first deposit match up to $100. Pick more, pick less. It's that easy. This Lockdown Podcast is brought to you by Home Chef. Now that the novelty of the new year has dwindled down, how are your resolutions coming? One of mine was to order less, take out, cook more at home. But I'll be honest, I haven't been consistent. That is until I found Home Chef. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef-designed recipes conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify the cooking experience and without robbing you of the joy of putting a dish together yourself. I'm Pescatarian, and they cater to a variety of dietary needs. I had this super refreshing ginger sesame salmon, a beautiful trout dish, and a super comforting shrimp and vegetable orzo dish, all of which took me less than 30 minutes to put together. For a limited time right now, Home Chef is offering all of our listeners 18 free meals, plus free shipping on your first box, and Free dessert for life at homechef.com slash locked on. That's homechef.com slash locked on for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. Homechef.com slash locked on must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert. You are locked on Reds, your daily Cincinnati Reds podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into your daily source for the Cincinnati Reds throughout the offseason. This is the Locked On Reds podcast, and I'm your host, Jeff Carr. And here we go. What's up, Reds fans? Welcome into the Locked On Reds podcast. It is a Friday, and we've got a lot of stuff to get to. The final part of the interview with Mo Egger, and I want to talk about some awesome comments from Dick Williams in a number of different interviews that he had. Also want to, uh, well, we'll just say a few things about the pirates, but before we get to that, make sure you are subscribed to the podcast on iTunes, Spotify, Google play, Stitcher, Himalaya, all of the podcasting apps that are out there. We're coming to you each and every day during the off season. It's going to be fun. And they've already started off. I mean, the Reds have already got things going. they got great coaching hires, lots of rumors. We're going to be talking about that each and every day here on the Locked On Reds podcast. Also, save the Locked On Reds line number into your phone, 513-549-0159. And follow us on Twitter, at Locked On Reds and at Jeff Carr with three Fs. Real quick, um, I want to talk about some of the things Dick Williams said, because man, they are exciting. And it's hilarious because 
the last part of the interview with Mo today, we're going to talk about how the Reds really need to put their money where their mouth is and go after some big guys and like free agency trades, whatever, you know, to build a great team for 2020. And then here Dick Williams is in a couple of different interviews, literally coming out and saying, we are going for it in 2020. They want to be a playoff team. And it's just, it was so refreshing to see that he answered every question very poignantly. It wasn't as if he was trying to give some, you know, executive speak where he talks his way out of the answer. No. I mean, he literally said word for word whenever C. Trent in in the Athletics article with C. Trent interviewing Dick Williams, C. Trent asked him if there will be an increase in payroll. And this is Dick Williams' answer word for word. We will have a higher payroll this year. That will give us opportunities to do some interesting things in the offseason. Quote, unquote, word for word, promise you, I'm not taking that out of context. That's not uh, paraphrasing anything like that. Whoa. All right. Here we go, Reds fans. This is going to be fun. I tell you, I, it's, I'm, man, I'm just pumped. Now, I'm not saying that that means I'm expecting them to go after Anthony Rendon or things like that, but they understand the window's opening. He even says that later on in the interview. He says that we believe that our window for contention is opening. And so we're just going to go all in on this thing. And then C. Trent kind of dives deep into what they think about the roster, who they think is kind of set in stone, who they think needs upgraded. And, of course, one of the things he says is the middle infield needs, you know, adjusting. When he talked about Jose Iglesias, he said, you know, he was great. We loved him. We might, you know, take a look at him, things like that. But he's not, like, saying what – Everyone is wondering about, like, oh, we're going to back up the Brinks truck for him and try and keep him. He didn't even really mention Freddie Galvis. I mean, he kind of did, but not really. So I I, I think they're really going to go hard at this middle infield thing. And then if they can, they may look at center field and they may move Nixon Zell into second base. Who knows? He says that they will not be able to evaluate him until January. That's when he will be cleared for baseball activities. So we're not going to hear really any sort of updates about Nixon Zell until 2020 rolls around. But that's okay because there's still plenty of other things they can do. He even addressed the catcher position. He's like, you know, we, we liked the production that we got, but we can definitely upgrade on the offensive side a.k.a. Yasmani Grandal. Hello. If you're going to upgrade payroll, go get that man. Do it. Do it right now. Well, you can't do it right now, but do it as soon as you possibly can. <laughs> I, I'm just, I'm excited. And now, obviously, he can say all of that stuff and get us excited, and then if we're still sitting here with a very similar roster opening day 2020, then we're all going to know it was just lip service. But as of right now, I'm excited, and I think we've got the right man for the job. I've seen some people people being mad online about different things that the Reds have done, and some people saying that they think Dick Williams should be cut loose, let him go. He's done. He hasn't done anything for the club. Those people just need to shut up, all right? I know you've got the ability to type your own opinions out on social media. That doesn't mean it's smart. That doesn't mean that you're right. In fact, you're really wrong. 
if you think Dick Williams should be let go because this is the man for the job. I trust him. I think he's going to help build the Reds into a winner. Speaking of winners, and uh, actually this is the opposite of winners, really. Well, now I'm babbling, but we're talking about our friends in Pittsburgh. We're talking about the Pittsburgh Pirates. I don't know if you've seen recently or if you've read anything about them. They fired their manager. No more Clint Hurdle. We will not see him manning the dugout for the Pirates. In fact, they fired their pitching coach as well. Things have gotten so bad over there at PNC Park that there was actually a former employee who, under the guise of anonymity, called for the Pittsburgh City Council, the mayor and really anybody in power, to audit the owner of the Pirates. Now, you could say that, boy, that really sucks. And you'd be right. You just hate to see it from an organization like Pittsburgh. Really unfortunate where, you know, you just feel so good about the year in May. And then come October, you've lost over 90 games and you no longer have a manager, a pitching coach. Who knows about the general manager? Who knows he's still going to be on the team next year as far as the roster is concerned. But one thing is for certain, it's going to be different. The rivalry with the Reds and the Pirates may be a little less tumultuous next year. And heck, I, I bet some people are even happy about that. But one thing is for certain, we will miss the supposed fights, the expected fights between David Bell and Clint Hurdle. Really would have liked to have seen that. I'd imagine David Bell come running out of the dugout, do a Superman punch on Clint Hurdle, and then that would be about it. Yeah, it wouldn't be a very long fight, but uh, hey, it would have been satisfying. Nonetheless, Clint Hurdle's no longer there. And neither's Ray Searidge. Who knows what's going to happen to Neil Huntington. But the Pirates are in trouble. And that is your expanded today in Why the Pirates Suck. Got a couple of ads for you, then we will jump into the final part of my interview with Mo Egger. Brought to you by Vivid Seats. Download the Vivid Seats app. Make your next memory with Vivid Seats. Use promo code POSTSEASON for a discount of up to $100 off of your next ticket order. Have you ever worn really comfortable socks? Yeah. Because Bombas are what feet daydream about. I've got some. Bombas are amazing. Bombas are what feet daydream And for every pair that is purchased, a pair is given to someone who needs socks. Go to bombas.com slash locked. You're going to get 
20% off your first order. That's bombas.com slash lock. And I'm wondering, I don't know, um, a man of your stature and in your station yeah. in life probably doesn't have to worry about this too often, but the last time you went to buy some seats, did you go straight through the team? Did you go up to the box office? Did you say, hey, I need a couple of tickets? Or did you buy them on your phone? I bought them on my phone. So what do you I. mean? A, a guy would, I don't buy tickets to games? What are you talking about? <laughs> a guy my stature doesn't. What do you What do you mean? I figured people were just giving you tickets left and right. Oh, yeah, that happens all the time. <laughs> I'm always walking into free tickets, yeah. Well, as I'm sitting out there in the, the reaches of right field and the upper deck, yeah, it's, that captain free tickets. Because these teams all love me so much. Exactly. Just in, handing over. How many do you want, Mo? And in case your station in life does not see that you're getting free tickets all the time, I urge you to check out the Vivid Seats app. I actually bought my tickets when I went to PNC Park this last weekend from Vivid Seats. How about that? Very nice. Decently priced. I'm not going to promise that they always have decent prices. It just so happened that the Pirates and the Reds are both bad, so no one cared about that game. Perfect. But with the promo code POSTSEASON, you can go to your next game with a very nice discount. You could get a discount, depending on how expensive the tickets are, up to $100. Wow. With the promo code POSTSEASON. Download the Vivid Seats app and do that right now. And you know what? That's not even limited to sports. You could go to live events. You could go to a concert. Uh, you know, a comedy act. I'm blanking. I'm thinking just Jerry Seinfeld. But whatever you can think of, promo code postseason is going to get you a discount of up to $100. Do you see, based on what you've seen from Dick Williams, because I know the, the past would dictate one thing, but based on what we've seen from Dick Williams and Nick Crawl, do you think the Reds entertain the idea of going after a Francisco Lindor or Mookie Betts? And do they make a, you know, a genuine offer? Not like, hey, you know, we'll give you a double-A guy for him. If the answer is no, then what are they doing? Right. I mean, every professional sports franchise has to arrive at a point where we're about winning right now. After so many years, if you're not there yet, what are you doing? Yep. If the answer is no, if the answer is continue to you know shop in the bargain bin and kick the can down the curb or down the sidewalk another year or two, at some point your franchise has to be about winning the championship. Yep. I don't care what sport it is. If not... What, what are you doing? Yeah. So, if before the offseason even begins, and I understand they have a budget, and maybe Francisco Lindor himself, um, who, no more years of team control, or one more year of team control? Uh, I think he's got one more okay. after this. Right. I, I, believe, I believe he has, I believe he has one more year. Yeah. Right. If, if you go, well, we can get him, or we can get this guy, this guy, this guy, at what it would cost to get Francisco Lindor. Well, that's okay. That's fine. But if before the offseason even begins, we are going to start crossing off guys' names just because, well, you know, it's a big name free agent. The Reds don't do that. And, boy, it's going to cost a lot of money in the Reds. What are we doing? Yeah. We could have had this conversation a year ago because a lot of folks have asked me, well, was this season a success? And my response to that is always, I'll tell you in a year. 
this was the jumping this was the, the bridge year right this was the year this was like uh, 2017 for Milwaukee where they took a step forward Reds didn't take quite that same kind of step forward but this was going to be the year where they took that step forward the year that you have to have where you win more games than you had been winning but you're probably not yet good enough if the idea then isn't the following year follow it up with a lot of aggressiveness then what in the hell did you just do everything you just did what why what was the point of getting Puig and making roster up like at some point especially when you do have a something to build around like that starting staff and Suarez in his prime and for what it's worth still Joey Votto if not now then when so it, it doesn't mean overspend it doesn't mean spend irresponsibly it doesn't mean go get guys just to get guys but if if at the outside of an offseason we're going to discount possibilities what are we doing i think john fay said the most disconcerting thing on one of the final broadcasts of the season in the second inning they were talking to him they they asked him what he thinks the organization is going to do and he said and i don't remember word for word but he basically said they're going (coughs) to Revamp the bullpen. Mm-hmm. Consciously, maybe get some bargains on a couple of hitters, mm-hmm. and maybe trade for a fifth starter. If that happens, and, and now I'm crazy, I'm going to be there no matter what. I'm really excited about baseball coming back because I miss it already. But I hope the casual fan buys less fry boxes. <laughs> if that happens, those things can happen. You're not winning a World Series no. with that being the only things that happen. Yeah, I, I dump on bargain bin guys. It, every team wants bargain bin guys. Yeah, I said this on my radio show today about the the Bengals that applies to the Reds. When you have something of need, when there's something in your house you need, you don't go to the bargain bin place. You go to the top end appliance store. I'll buy bargain bin stuff for crap around my house. I just bought one to put my bourbon bottles on. Yeah, and I'll refurnish it, and I got it for nothing at an antique sale I'm not buying an antique refrigerator to keep my food safe and healthy and fresh so yeah you can go bargain bin shopping but for the crap you need well I mean so yeah could they get some guys in the bargain bin who help you they they need high level offensive production from somewhere I'm not getting that in the bargain bin and frankly you know, no, don't limit that to these one-year rentals where if it goes south, we can trade him at the deadline. Like, to me, it's, you know, we talk about going all in, but it'd be kind of cool if you can go all in for the next couple of years. So do, you, do they need a fifth starter? You know, Marty said it in his second-to-last broadcast. If the idea is Tyler Malley is going to be the five next year, eh, you know, there's some good to that. He, I think he's better than people realize, but you can do better than Tyler Malley. Yeah. And uh, are, is there always going to be a premium on bench players with, with, with the way this manager operates? Yeah, of course. And with the way this manager uses the bullpen, is there going to be a premium on bullpen? Yeah, go get that. Where are you getting the high-level offensive production? Where, where's it coming from? Right. And it's funny because, you know, you go around the diamond, it's like, well, you know, I don't want to touch Senzel. Okay, fine. What about uh, the right fielder? Well, Aquino could be okay. Okay, what about le- what about left field? Well, uh, you know, Irvin's good against lefties, and uh, Winker. Uh, oh, okay. Um, <laughs> how about shortstop? Well, we like Iglesias' glove. All right. Well, how about catcher? Uh, Tucker's nice on Twitter. Like, right. At some point, you've got to. I, I, you. To me, the idea should be here. Should be the goal. 
This is the the goal should be this. When I look at next year's roster, I go, wow, Eugenio Suarez is their second best offensive player. Yes. I agree with you. On opening day, I want to look at this team and go, man, Suarez is their second best guy. Nothing against Eugenio at all. That's what I, I get someone who's better than him. Yep. And and you're not getting that in the bargain basement. No. So and, again, if they're all in, they're all about acquiring a level, big league ready, healthy in their prime major league players. Yep. Because you you can't go into next season with the exact same roster and expect different results. That's well, insane. That, that's a that's a strategy of hope. Hope. This whole thing started in 2014 when Clearly, they, they had a team that was flawed in 13, gasped to the playoffs, fired the manager, and then brought back basically the same team with the exception of Shinsu Chu and Bronson Arroyo. And I remember going, so is basically the strategy here just hope for better results from individual players? Like, yeah. well, that seems flaky. That seems uh, shaky. We're just going to hope for better results. That's not a strategy. And it's certainly not a strategy for a team that is supposed to try to win a championship this year. Like, me saying them trying to win the World Series shouldn't raise eyebrows. Like, right. th- that that's the goal now, right? It's the goal in every sport. you got to win a championship if you're and not playing if, for a championship. And so yeah. if, if they're not trying to win the World Series in 2020, when are they going to try to do it? Right. And It's, it's not... It's not, when? oh, hey, now we'll win, next year we won't, then we'll win. No, no, no. no. Every year. When? Or, it doesn't mean it's going to work. Right. But how many of us would be – we always talk about, well, you know, what are fans going to do? How many of us could get behind the philosophy even knowing the odds are not in, in favor of it working? Yeah. I'd get behind it. And if it doesn't work, you know what? You took a stab at it. But I, I know – I, could, I think I could speak for a lot of Reds fans if if, if, if their strategies revolve around, well, you know, this guy, we're going to get him to a minor league deal and he's going to come to camp and, you know, we could put him in. I mean, stop. Right. At some point, you, you have to acquire in, in its prime, big league caliber, A-level, big league talent. Absolutely. And a real quick... I've, you've been super generous with your time. Sure. I appreciate that. Um, kind of a fun thing to end on. I went to three parks. Well, three parks in the course of the last two years. <coughs> Outside of Great American, mm-hmm. what is your favorite park to go to? Well, my favorite one, I put it in a different category, is Wrigley. Okay. And for the simple reason, and I was thinking about this this week because their games are no longer on WGN. Mm-hmm. If you're my age, I'm, I'm turned 42 this week. If you're my age, you remember the Cubs being on TV every afternoon at 2.20. Mm-hmm. It wasn't every afternoon, but it felt like it. I mean, I, I, I hate to sound old, but like I remember before they had lights at Wrigley, and even once they put in lights, they very rarely played a night game. Every day at 2.20, it felt like the Cubs were on TV. Every single day. So I used to watch that as a kid, and they were great, man. They, um, When you would watch those games on WGN, they, they kind of, to me, were like, broadcasts are supposed to be they were commercials for Cubs games right. you'd see a pitch and then they go into the stands and then they see a pitch and they, they another shot of a kid in the stands and you see a pitch and I'm drunk guy and, and, and so I'm watching this and I'm like man Wrigley Field looks like the coolest freaking place to be and you got people on rooftops like so my entire childhood that's all I ever wanted to do was go to Wrigley Field and then I did and I go every year and I know it's corporate and commercialized and whatever but I still feel like um, you can 
stand in the bleachers or sit in the bleachers, look toward home plate. And this requires you suspending peripheral vision a little bit. Mm-hmm. It looks like it did in the 20s. I think that's cool as hell. I just think that the, the character of the neighborhood, even though they've put up that Wrigleyville monstrosity, which is just, I hate it, there's still a lot of charm and character. So that, to me, a Friday afternoon game at Wrigley Field is still, I'm no Cubs fan by any stretch. But that's my favorite. So that, to me, is in a different category. Uh, And then it's Pittsburgh. I mean, PNC Park's a beautiful baseball setting, man. I mean, it's... um, uh, I've... The year I got divorced, Reds are playing in Pittsburgh. I had a bunch of time off there. It's a Friday evening. It's like 10 o'clock in the morning. I had nothing going on. I drove to Pittsburgh. I mean, I just... I love the park that much. So that is aesthetically uh, my favorite. So I try to go to a new one every year. I went to Atlanta's this year, which I uh, enjoyed. I enjoyed the baseball park itself, which it, it feels enormous. Um, the neighborhood is, you know, the a comp- you know everybody's trying to do these entertainment districts. It's kind of like they dropped the ballpark on Newport on the levee. Um, <laughs> but my favorites, my favorites, PNC Park. Okay, yeah, and I mean you can get fries on sandwiches there too. That's that's. A- yeah, I mean, you know, I like I uh, I like PNC Park. That that's that's I like Phillies. Phillies Park is neat. Um, my goal next year is to go to Washington. Haven't been. I've been past it. Uh, so I'm the the Reds are there. I think the first week of May. So I'm going to try to do that. Um, and I want to go to Coors Field. Yeah. Uh, which I haven't. I've never been to Denver. But I yeah of of the. Um, I like PNC Park, and I, I, I actually like the bowl part of Bush Stadium. Mm-hmm. The innards of it are a waste. Like I don't know what they're doing, and they, they've really done a nice job with the area around it. But um, when you are in the in like the upper deck behind the plate, and you look kind of toward the arch and downtown, eh, it's a cool, cool setting. I mean, nobody wants to say anything nice about St. Louis, but I liked it. Um, I went to Dodger Stadium last year, which was a really I, I, I had huge expectations, and I thought I'm going to end up being disappointed. And it was awesome, beautiful place to watch baseball. Pain in the ass to get in and out of, but um, a really pretty place to watch a watch a watch a ball game. I'm gonna have to check that because I I've seen the Angels and the Padres Stadium aside from PNC Park and those those two places. Angels Angels had something that I wish every other team did. They had dedicated parking for their baseball stadium. Yeah, this. Just big ass a lot. There's, I think they could about fill everybody in there. They had some adjacent parking spot, but like we parked in this big ass lot and just walked straight up to it. It was that's Miller. That's what Miller parks. Miller is. There's nothing near it. That's why by tailgates, Miller. It's a ballpark and a big parking lot. Uh, But it's uh, it's cool. It's it's uh, it's neat. You know, most ballparks they're in downtown areas, so they you know they share. Public garages. Yeah. Um, you know, I want to go to uh, uh, Minneapolis too. Oh yeah. That park looks. Target. That park looks. I was thinking about that because I was, you know, looking at the playoff schedule. Uh, Target Field. Uh, I was in a wedding in Minneapolis and we walked past it. The, the twins weren't home. Um, looks real. It's always looked cool on TV. So I'd, I'd like to go there. But yeah, my favorites. Uh, my favorites PNC Park. The thing is though, I've I've never been to PNC Park when it was that full. Mm-hmm. Usually the pirates aren't very good, but yeah, I've, uh, the, the PNC Park is is neat. 
It's pretty cool. Well, hey, bro, I appreciate it, man, and uh, we'll talk again soon this offseason. No problem. You got it. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.